Okay, so I got these tiny little screws here. A couple months ago, my 2014 MacBook Air, a laptop made by Apple, started running out of power really fast and displaying a message reading, Replace battery now. A local Mac repair shop said it would cost $150 for them to install a new battery and get rid of the old one. I found a company online called iFixit. For $100, they sold me a new battery and a couple of special little tools to open the laptop. And I live in Boulder County, so I was able to take the old battery to the county's hazardous materials collection facility and get rid of it for free. I had to wait a few days for the battery and the tools to arrive by mail from iFixit, but I would have also had to wait for the local shop to do the work. It took me about 15 minutes to install, and I saved 50 bucks. That's awesome. We hear that kind of story all the time. Elizabeth Chamberlain is Director of Sustainability at iFixit, the company that sold me the battery replacement kit. In addition to selling parts and tools, the California-based business offers thousands of free repair guides for everything from tractors to toasters. Many of the guides are translated in up to 12 languages. She says battery replacement is one of the most common consumer concerns. Batteries are consumables. They will go bad in basically every consumer electronic device they're used in. But most of those things aren't built to make it as easy as it should be to do that kind of replacement. And I think manufacturers have a vested interest in keeping that information locked away so that you are going to the Apple store and using their authorized repair center to do it. Apple says that by keeping battery replacement in-house, they are trying to protect consumers. And there have been some documented cases of combustion from rechargeable lithium-ion batteries. That's the kind used in computers, phones, and other devices. But in a 2021 report, the Federal Trade Commission examined tech manufacturers' claims that allowing individuals and unauthorized repair shops to replace these batteries posed a safety risk. The FTC found no evidence to support that claim, as long as the person replacing the battery takes simple safety precautions. And I apparently lucked out with my MacBook battery being so easy to remove. In some computers and cell phones, the batteries are glued in place, making removal much more difficult. But whether you replace a battery yourself or pay someone else to do it, there's a crucial third option that you did not choose, throwing your device away. The Environmental Protection Agency says electronics waste is the fastest-growing segment of the U.S. waste stream. Danny Katz heads COPERG, the Colorado Public Interest Research Group, a consumer advocacy nonprofit. Increasingly, things are designed in a way that we can't repair or fix them, and we're fo forced to throw them away and buy new stuff, which is a ripoff for consumers, and it's also just bad for our planet. COPERG and its parent organization, USPERG, are part of a broad coalition of consumer and environmental groups, independent repair organizations, and individual do-it-yourselfers who promote legislation called Right to Repair. Katz explains. The idea of Right to Repair is that you should have the ability to fix your stuff. Unfortunately, more and more, the stuff we buy has these digital components to it. So even if you had 
the screwdriver that you need to unscrew the piece. And even if you could figure out how to fix what's broken, you don't have access to the software to be able to tell the computer it's fixed. And so oftentimes it still doesn't work. Earlier this year, Koperg worked with the disability community to pass state legislation making it easier for wheelchair users to replace batteries and repair their chairs. Wheelchair manufacturers fought that bill. Danny Katz. They didn't have access to the things they needed to fix their wheelchairs, and it was having a major impact on the community. So we're happy to have passed that bill this year. Governor signed it, and it will require that wheelchair manufacturers uh, provide access to the parts, tools, manuals, and, and digital access to owners and independent repairers so they can fix their wheelchairs. The Colorado wheelchair repair law goes into effect January 1st. It's one of the first in the country. A much broader right-to-repair bill, covering many consumer electronics, passed in the New York State Legislature earlier this year and is awaiting the governor's signature. So that is on a recent Sunday afternoon at the Boulder Main Library, about a dozen people huddled around work tables in Building 61, the library's makerspace. It's the Boulder You Fix It Clinic, where volunteer coaches help people learn how to repair a wide range of electronics and household items. Sylvain Heyoun is helping fix a noisy fan. We try different things. We start with oil first, putting some oil on the axe here in the middle. And that did work a little bit better, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And then we took everything apart, in fact. And we cleaned up inside the bearing, which was a little bit dusty and when we cleaned up. And it seems to be better. The retired engineer says he enjoys volunteering at the clinics and helping people be more confident about trying their own repairs. It's fun and uh, that empower the people who are not, doesn't have much knowledge to open and to figure out and don't trash that. It's easy to open, it's easy to repair most of the time. The fan belongs to Erin Brennan. She says she did learn some things. They were empowering me to like open up, take off screws and stuff, so I appreciate that because I would like to, you know, I've never seen the inside of a little motor like that before. At another table was a guy with a turntable and stereo speakers. There was also a cell phone, an electric lawnmower, and a coffee maker. Clinic volunteers say they see all kinds of kitchen appliances, inkjet printers, and a lot of lamps. We always ask our, our participants three questions. What was this thing like when it was working? What happened when it broke? And what have you done since then? Wayne Seltzer founded the Boulder You Fix It Clinic about 10 years ago in partnership with local nonprofit EcoCycle. There are now about 1,000 people on his You Fix It mailing list. He's also an engineer and says he grew up in a family of frugal immigrants, learning how to fix stuff from his dad. Seltzer loves passing on that knowledge. What I'm most proud of is when people who come here claiming to not know how to use a screwdriver eventually learn enough skills they want to volunteer as a coach. So that is awesome. So whether you want to save money, reduce waste, or just learn more about how devices work, the Boulder You Fix It Clinic is there to help you exercise your right to repair. For KGNU, I'm Sam Fuqua.